0: Hi, it's Phil Brown and I'm here with David Whelan and we're going to talk about cloud regulations today.
1: Yes, cloud computing is the technology that seems to be on everyone's mind about whether they should use it and if they do what they have to be thinking about when they adopt it.
0: So, before we launch into the regulations and whether or not the law society has any, uh, let's let's talk a bit about the cloud. What is it?
1: Well, for a long time it was a marketing term and it allowed computer providers and software providers to say that they were doing something that was entirely internet-based. And so if you logged on to your Google Mail or to your Hotmail account, you were working on a cloud system because it was out in the internet cloud, meaning it was not locally installed on your computer and it wasn't running on a server within within your law firm. Right.
0: So it's running on someone else's computer that technically you would not have control over, possibly in another jurisdiction.
1: Exactly, and and maybe in another country, and maybe in multiple countries, if they've spread their services out so that they are available all the time, they might have to have coverage in uh, different continents or at least different countries.
0: And I was just going to say, and one of the reasons people should be aware of it is because uh, most lawyers and paralegals are already using the cloud, whether they're aware they are or not.
1: Right. In many cases, you're using it for your personal life, but you may be using it for uh, some aspect of your, your professional life as well.
0: And that's, for instance, if you're using Gmail or Hotmail or Simpatico Mail, all of those are cloud-based delivery.
1: Right. And if you're not, then there's a good chance that your clients are because they may be receiving your email, which you sent from inside your law firm, on a web-based email application in their house.
0: Right. So one of the things that's been coming up uh, often in conversation amongst lawyers and paralegals is, uh, you know, does the law society have any regulations with respect to cloud computing?
1: Right. And the answer is no.
0: Right. There are no regulations uh, as such. Uh, There are rules of professional conduct, however, that would apply to cloud computing situations.
1: Right. And they're the same rules that you've had all all along. And what we found with the our associations and other ethics groups that have looked at this and have come out with formal opinions, uh, particularly in the United States, is that the expectation for lawyers is that they continue to act reasonably and competently and follow the rules that they have been provided for in the past.
0: Right. And specifically uh, with respect to Ontario lawyers and paralegals, rule 3.3 for lawyers and the equivalent rule for paralegals is that the lawyer shall keep all of the client's information confidential. Uh, and that's in all situations, whether it's stored somewhere else or not. Uh, so the other question that often comes up is, does the law society um, regulate or approve of any particular cloud provider?
1: And there are many cloud providers who would love to have a law society or a regulator sign off on the product that they provide. But the the answer is that no, the law society does not uh, certify or Recommend any particular cloud provider.
0: In fact, not just cloud providers, we don't really recommend or approve of any particular software or vendor of anything. Uh, so maybe a bit about um, the, the, one of the fundamental issues here in, in, in dealing with the idea of cloud computing and confidentiality is you're really trusting client information to someone other than yourself.
1: Right. And it's a threshold question, because if you work in a particular area of law where it doesn't make sense for your client information to be located on a computer, whether it's a computer in your office or someone else's computer, you need to avoid cloud computing. Um, And then if you do have client information, you may decide that there is certain information you're comfortable having in the cloud and certain information that you aren't. And so it's not an all or nothing decision to go into the cloud. Whether you choose to put your to-do list up in the cloud or your email or whether you decide to synchronize documents that relate to the operations of your law firm and aren't client confidential at all, or whether you decide to put your entire practice up in the cloud, the rules that apply will, will, will still apply no matter which type of content you put out there.
0: Right. And, and so one of the things you have to be aware of when you're putting anything in the cloud is, is the user agreement you have with this third party. Uh, you need to own the information as the lawyer or paralegal.
1: Right, and it's important that you have the ability to get access to that information at any time. So if your cloud provider has a way for you to export or to download the information, you should be doing so on a regular basis, just in case they become unavailable for whatever reason. Uh, And if they don't have that, then you should be able to synchronize it down to your computer so that you always have a copy, uh, whether you're on the internet or have internet access or not.
0: Right, so within that user agreement, there'll be other information in there that's very important, which includes... Uh, what happens if there's a dispute about fees with you and that third-party provider, the cloud provider? What happen, uh, Who Who is their information being stored with? What happens to your information if their business goes under? And what happens to your information if you terminate your relationship with them? How long do you have to recover that information?
1: Right. And those are critical aspects of the relationship you have with that provider. And you're, you should also be aware of how they're going to be managing your information while it's stored on their system. So, For example, if I upload files to a file storage uh, site and those files are encrypted according to that provider, then I want to make sure that they are encrypted until I download and access them and that their employees can't access the server from within the organization and access files that I think are encrypted and therefore protected.
0: Right, And, and in terms of the encryption, it's really just protecting the information on site Uh, because if an authority comes along with with lawful Authority and says, here's my search warrant, they're going to turn over the encryption keys immediately.
1: Right. And someone once asked me, was the encryption that was used on one of the cloud providers I was discussing enough to block the National Security Agency, the NSA in the U.S., from getting access to it? And the reality is that probably not is the answer to almost any encryption uh, utility on any cloud service but we have a reasonable expectation and that you will act competently. And so you really have to approach it from that perspective. What is reasonable and what is competent for your practice and for your confidential information?
0: Right. And, and there's also the option if you're only using the, the cloud to store information, if you're not using software as a service or something, you can encrypt the information on your end before you load it up into the cloud.
1: Right. And that would prevent anybody from being able to crack through the egg of encryption that is provided by the provider from the cloud site because you would have an extra, you'd have a belt and suspenders encryption approach. Right. And
0: you mentioned this at the beginning. I mean, it's, it's really important to give clients the option if you're using a cloud service to store their information. It's important clients know that and they also have the option possibly to opt out of that if they want.
1: That's a great idea. And, and to put that in writing, I think, helps everybody to understand exactly where that information is. I've heard of a lawyer who has a Dropbox folder for each of his clients, and so he, he is really committed to moving all of his clients out into uh, the cloud and to have them interact with the cloud because those files are being synchronized to their computers. Uh, I think one of the interesting things that cloud computing has raised is the uh, idea that we are leaving confidential information or potential inf- information that talks about uh, client matters Uh, and maybe client uh, personal information on the web when we do searches using Google, which is now uh, encrypting, uh, but it does save search history, or when we are sending emails and other things that we might not have thought about in the past.
0: Right. And and when I say make the client aware of it, it's a good idea to put that information uh, in a retainer agreement, which is your contract with the client, so that they know uh, what your policy is with respect to storing their information, protecting their information, as well as what your policy is in terms of destruction of that information later.
1: And that can help them, too, to understand how they might already be interacting in, with the cloud or storing information out uh, that, that although you are protecting it for them, uh, that they might be exposing it and hurting their own interests. Right. So that's all I have. Thanks very much. Good to you, Phil.